With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-JIGGY. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Coast to coast to border to border. Tune in iTunes. Radio loyalty. We are going to try to get in touch with the boys. We'll see if... Okay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> There's IQ Rizzoli. And I believe and Don Mazzella. Don Mazzella and, and Dan Perkins. Perkins as well. Look at that. The three musketeers of, politi- of political talk radio. <laughs> hey, Jiggy, don't forget, uh, I'm going to be out of pocket for two days, but uh, Dan, we'd love to talk to um, uh, uh, I, your, your representative. Yes. Uh, sooner rather than later. Yes, I will. Uh, I'll get in touch with them, and 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 what we'll do is when you get back from your uh, excursion, you let me know, and we'll make it work. Well, okay. Uh, Any time after Friday. Well, that'll work. So I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can set something up for Monday or or next week. You That'd got be good. it. Please That'd do. be great. Now uh, we are live with uh, with Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella, and IQ Rizzoli, and. Uh, uh, today it is just the three of us because next week we have a uh, we have a uh, a big guest at least a big guest in in my estimation Dr. Jerome Corsi will be with us uh, next Tuesday talking with uh, Dan Don and IQ and uh, let's start first of all Dan uh, with the topic that is in kind of your wheelhouse here this uh, this situation with the uh, Trump is basically naming the Exxon Mobil CEO. As the new U.S. Secretary of State, um, there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. I hear on on the internet and on radio that are just, oh my God, they're just shocked by this. What do you make of this, first of all, and then we'll get uh, IQ's thoughts and and Mazella's thoughts as we move on here. Well, Jim, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. It's only the seventh time that I talked about it today, <laughs> and I have I have two more times to talk about it. Okay, okay, well. We don't well, have me, to talk about this. I just it just I've, seems I've, to be I've rehearsed you well versed in it. I've rehearsed <laughs> it, so it should really be good this time. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> let me let me start off by saying that um, people need to understand that the likelihood of us bringing back heavy manufacturing jobs to the United States has two chances. One's called slim and the other's called none. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that Trump isn't going to create manufacturing jobs. Yeah. What, what we have to understand as a nation, and I, I have to tell you, Jim, you're, this is the seventh time I'm, I'm not going to prejudge you. 
yeah. I'll just say the, say the the six other times that I presented this scenario, people said, wow, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. So here we go. <laughs> okay. This economy is going to recover because the only thing that can put millions of people back to work in this country in decent paying jobs is energy exploration. We have the ability in a relatively short period of time, I believe if we go back and open up the, the valves on all the wells that the frackers have found that they have capped because oil prices are were down, we are now currently importing about 4 million barrels a day. I think they can get these wells that have been proven, tested, ready to come online to put us in a position that we will be energy independent by the end of 2017. So before the end of the first term of Donald Trump. But we are going to build that pipeline in the Dakotas. We are going to finish the Keystone Pipeline. We're going to drill, we're going to pump, we're going to make new fan, we're going to make new refineries, we're going to make new uh, liquefied natural gas plants, we're going to create tens of thousands of miles of new pipeline, we're going to put people to work drilling and processing crude oil because we are about to become the number one energy producer in the world and we are going to go after OPEC and we can beat OPEC and the non-OPEC oil producers like Russia on price so what's going to happen is think about what he's done he's talking about bringing an oil man in now a year ago this month the Congress passed legislation that lifted the export ban on raw material crude oil natural gas and uh, petroleum uh, liquids so now everything the caps are all off we can ex we can export whatever we want so we're going to have a man who is an oil man who's negotiated deals in 50 countries going to be the person in charge of the relationships with the countries like China and India and Western Europe who desperately need oil because they have none and we're going to have an opportunity to be competitive, very competitive against Middle East oil. So having won the Secretary of State, remember, it was the Secretary of State who killed the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah. Only this time, the person who would be Secretary of State understands pipelines. So that's number one. Number two, here's the other piece of it. Second piece. There are three, three distinct pieces. Second piece. The Attorney General, who has now been selected by Trump to head the EPA, yes. was, is the Attorney General who has litigation against the EPA for unnecessary rules and regulation. So who better to one run the EPA and clean up that swamp than somebody who <laughs> sued them? Somebody who sued them and understands all the bad stuff that they're doing. That's number two. Third leg of the stool, whether it's going to be true or not, don't know. 
but they're talking about the Secretary of Energy being Rick Perry, former governor of Texas. Wow. So you got a triumvirate of people who understand the oil business, who understand why energy is the savior of this nation. And we have an opportunity to do all kinds of things from a political and economic standpoint that there is no other opportunity to do. It is the last growth industry in the United States. Well, Don, now, we, what, what, what do you make of Dan's points here? He's made some very, very strong points here. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I only disagree with him on one th- one one thing. I don't think energy alone will do it. You know, um, I'm banking on the fact that uh, uh, somewhere down the road, somebody there's going to be another Steve uh, Jobs out there who's going to find something and start a whole new revolution. Revolution, whether that happens um, next year, the following year, etc. I uh, uh, I love Dan's scenario as he uh, points it out because it makes sense and what's uh, what's more it, it um, uh, washes the face of the, the environmentalists and everybody else. It, it's uh, going to lead to some titanic battles, but but I think in the long run we're going to win. And uh, you're not really disagreeing with me because what I'm saying to you is. <laughs> That if we move on this path towards energy independence and becoming the largest supplier of energy to the world, we're going to generate wealth. We're going to generate capital, which will, in fact, stimulate the opportunity for that next Steve Jobs to come in and do whatever he's magic he's going to do. Without that entrepreneurial spirit, that cash flow, that, that money scenario that will be developed because we're going to build pipelines and refineries and chemical plants, and we're going to export it all over the world. America is going to be great again because America is going to dominate the world. That's going to pr- provide the capital to stimulate the intellectual ideas. However, I just, I, I'm not saying that Mr. Job's replacement somewhere out there is coming, but I think in the face of the reality, and John Don knows this better than anybody, the reality that the robots are taking over Foxcom, who is the contractor for Apple, replaced 40,000 jobs with robots in China. And so the idea that we're going to have this next great industrial revolution where we're going to build factories and all this stuff, we are, but it's going to be primarily related to the energy industry. We can't build another automobile industry, and and we, we desperately need the roads, highways, and bridges and infrastructure to be built, and that will put a lot of people to work. But I'm just saying... The real growth in this country is going to come in developing our position in the world as the leader in energy. I couldn't agree with you more, Dan, but I'm pointing out a fact that for every mile of roadway, uh, uh, four-lane roadway built, 37 small companies are involved. That's companies under 100 employees on average um, in this country. So um, uh, roads and uh, roads and bridges are still going to be an important part of uh, the, this coming revolution. But I'd like to jump, uh, Dan, Dan and uh, Jiggy, and point out yeah. something else. Um, the Wall Street Journal had a, had a fascinating article buried in its um, back pages this uh, about what Donald Trump said last Thursday. Everybody jumped on him for what he said about who he's nominating, 
but in in this prepared remarks, he said that this nation would no longer uh, try to do nation changing, but rather work with whatever, whether dictators or not, to build um, uh, the future. I, I don't know if you saw that article, but um, according to the Wall Street Journal, and then somebody I followed up with, what this really means is we're going to stop uh, trying to decide who are good and who are bad and rather deal with who are there. And I think that's an important <laughs> point, especially in the Middle East. And what do you think about that, IQ? I agree with both of you 100%. The future. You all right there, bud? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not that he's agreeing with that. He just sounds like he's got a terrible cold. Are you okay? No, I'm okay. I'm okay 100%. Okay. By the way. It's a beautiful thing to, you know, to feel good about the future. It is so refreshing. Oh, it I is was... so refreshing. The Dow Jones is 19,750 and going to 20,000 when they right. said everything would collapse. Everything they predicted was wrong. Everything. <laughs> Agreed. Including Hillary's victory. Correct. Yeah. You know, following up what you said there, IQ, um, the um, um, there was a survey taking of small businessmen since the election about their their prospects and their enthusiasm about the prospects going into 2017, the highest they've been in decades. And I I said when Mr. Trump got elected, I reminded the audience. That still in America, one person can make a difference. When Jimmy Carter was president, we were told to put on sweaters, turn our thermostats down. We can't put up our Christmas lights. Uh, Americans have host were hostage, held hostage in Tehran. The president failed in a rescue mission. The depression was immense. Interest rates were through the roof. Inflation was through the roof. There seemed like no hope in America. Yet within days after Ronald Reagan became president, hope abounded. One man who was was elected but hadn't changed anything because he wasn't the president changed the psychology in this country. The same thing happened with Barack Obama. When he came out with his story of hope and change, America flocked to him because they wanted and one man can make a difference. Donald Trump has made a difference in this country like Barack Obama did, like Ronald Reagan did. He's given America a new lease on life, a new hope for a better future. And we desperately need that. And it's still possible that one person can change America. But that no doubt. Throughout history, it, throughout history, it was always one person. Always. Genghis Khan was one person. Muhammad was one person. Jesus was one person. Moses was one person. It's always one person. Right. And, but to and be lucky just, to be under the same date and the same time when that person is available is beautiful. Now, IQ, I want to ask, I want to finish the rest of the story because I'd really be interested in what your thoughts are. Because as I've, I've, I've laid out this story today, this is the one of the blowback questions that I get. What's going to happen in the Middle East? So what I 
do is I I tell people to go back and look at my commentary on uh, the Daily Caller two days before the OPEC meeting. Now, I must premise this by saying on Saturday, non-OPEC nations, including Russia, indicated that they were going to cut, starting in January, a minimum of about 600,000 barrels of oil a day. When that was announced, within hours, Saudi Arabia said that they will probably cut an additional million barrels a day, perhaps more, out of their production because they desperately need the price of crude oil to get to somewhere between 60 to $70. Why? Two reasons, which I've talked about in the article. One, Saudi Arabia is bringing an initial public offering of Aramco, selling portion a portion of their oil reserves in the ground. They need, desperately need this, uh, this offering to go well. They need oil to be stable, to hire, not going the other direction. Because if oil goes the other directions, a lot of investors are going to be very unhappy. And Saudi Arabia would not be able to come back to the market to sell again for a long time because nobody would trust them. If I'm correct that we can produce oil to be competitive on the world markets against Saudi Arabia and the rest of the OPEC nations, now we're looking at this year, Saudi Arabia's GDP will be down 12% because of the, the length of time and the lower prices of oil. As we've talked in the past, IQ, you're telling us and we hear about anecdotally that things that were given by the government are no longer being given and people are going to have to pay for them. I believe that if oil stays in the 60 to $70 range, it is not enough to fund the Saudi or virtually any Middle Eastern government with the needs to fund the people. And so I think what's going to happen is OPEC's going to start turning on itself. And I think people in the, in the, in the countries that are oil-dependent, so heavily oil-dependent, are going to rebel against the government. So there's going to be tremendous turmoil. There's going to be tremendous disruption of supply in the Middle Eastern nations, which creates opportunity for American oil companies. What do you think, IQ? I agree with you. But the most important thing, as long as the American government, the new one, will do exactly what you were saying, that means they open all the spigots. You know, if they go, if Trump goes to the American public and say, look, guys, even if our oil is more expensive than Arab oil, bear with me. We should pay for our oil more, and we don't import until such time we can flood the market, kill them all out. It can be done, by the way. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. I, absolutely I, I believe you make a public, and there's an act of defiance, as an act of patriotism. They will pay $3 a, barrel, uh, a gallon. They will pay it, because it is to the advantage of this country and for the future of this country. I, what do you think? Uh, I, I, think I disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> okay, Don, jump in there. What the hell does he uh, know about oil? <laughs> I don't, uh, only enough to put it into my car. Okay? <laughs> and even you know, Don, that, that Don, Jersey, Don, you Don, 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 let me ask you a question. <laughs> if you know that paying $3 a gallon is to the advantage of the future of the United States of America, I'd absolutely know that, that you will do it. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you put too much faith in the American um, 
uh, uh, America and his love of the, you, of the auto. The American public. I'm putting faith in you. I, if you I, do I, it, Americans will do it. Me, yes, but I don't drive that much. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm about half the average drive per year, half the average of, of um, the average motorist, okay? That's number one. N- number two, um, uh, especially when it comes to car, every study that I've seen on that subject um, shows that Americans will pay any amount of money to keep that car going, and you're right. If uh, maybe you can make a case for it, but but uh, to go and say that uh, they have to pay more so that the oil giants can make more money around the world is is a message that ain't going to fly to. No, no, I uh, never say. He's no, not no, saying. He's not say, saying that. Sorry, he's sorry, saying I that. Say that the oil giants will make more money and get away with it. No, not at all. It will be to be reinvested in America. And shale oil exploration in other, uh, in renewable energies, anything, but not to make money and get away with it. No. Yes, but the only way, the the only way you can do it is to drive the the price of oil down. If I heard you correctly, if if it gets above seventy dollars a barrel, um, the 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 Middle Eastern nations can can live with that. We we have to drive it down. $50 or less. Am I right, Dan? Yeah, but at $50 a barrel with the... See, this is the other thing that Americans don't understand. In the time that crude oil went from $100 to 20 and many of the... Some of the frackers went out of business and others just closed their wells, they continued to drill. We've got 465 rigs drilling in the United States. Uh, Saudi Arabia's got 15. They continue to work on their technology. Now the technology of the frackers, they can they can discover wells and begin pumping within a few days as opposed to weeks or months. They're using less water, less chemicals, so they become much more efficient. So the break-even point for an American fracker is actually cheaper than Saudi Arabia. We're, yes. we're about $27 a barrel break-even in the United States. But because Saudi Arabia... And again, IQ, I think this is true. Because Saudi Arabia is so dependent on oil, 90% of its gross domestic product comes from the production of oil. With revenues down, they don't have the money to provide the services that they were providing to their people before. So they're either cutting them out or reducing them or making the people pay. Correct? IQ? Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. That's exactly what's happening. It's all over the Middle East. I mean, all over the, the Arabian Peninsula. It's not just Saudi Arabia. Qatar, Bahrain, all of them have to suffer the same way. All of them. They have no choice. And so when, 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 if we can compete, we can, we can compete on price because in the case of Saudi Arabia, where oil is 90% of the GDP, yeah. oil is far from 90%, even 10% of the GDP of the United States. So we're less dependent on oil as an economy, whereas most of the OPEC nations are dependent between 70 and 90 or 100 percent. Look what happened to Venezuela and is happening to Nigeria. These countries are falling apart. People are leaving Venezuela because they're starving because there's no food. Um, and so I just think that there's going to be tremendous unrest between the, the people. 
It's going to be the Middle East equivalent, IQ. See if you like this one. It's going to be the Middle East equivalent of the Brexit vote in England, where the, the common man, the small people, overrode the government and the elites to change uh, the country. I'm sorry to say that. What happened? Because they don't have liberty. They haven't got a chance in hell. You see, they're so much suppressed. As much as an American ordinary man and woman in the street were indoctrinated by the news media, and the same thing happened in the European uh, continents, at least you have alternative media, which helped. A lot of the alternative media helped uh, Donald Trump, by the way. A lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been to 1,000, literally 1,180 radio talk shows, and that was only one person. So you can imagine how many hundreds of thousands of other talk shows there were. And they were mm -hmm. all independent from the main. No, what I'm getting at, I wanted to ask you another question. We shouldn't be adversarial with Russia. I don't honestly believe it's a good idea to be adversarial with Russia. We have nothing against... When I say we, I'm speaking as an American, by the way. Yes. Okay. So, mm -hmm. Putin has... Ex a greater problem with Islam than America. 40% of the population under the federal, the Federation of Russia is almost Muslim or under Islamic rule. Mm -hmm. We should have excellent relationship with Russia. And they will be able to help us in the West to overcome Islam. Because the greatest threat to humanity is only one item, Islam. The Chinese suffer from it. Russia suffers from it. India suffers from it. America suffers from it. Europe suffers from it. You look in any corner of the earth, everybody suffers from Islam. Everybody suffers. And the Muslims, even more, they suffer more from each other than anybody else. Who kill, who's killing Muslims? Muslims. Christians are not killing Muslims. Look what they're doing to the Christians in Egypt. Every single day, they murder Christians in Europe, in Egypt. By the way, Obama doesn't say anything. The Europeans don't say anything. And the Pope doesn't say anything. And that's remarkable. I agree. I, 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 there was another, another serious killing the, this, this morning that was announced in the paper. And, and things are very unstable, moving rapidly unstable in Turkey. Um, uh, they're talking about uh, Aleppo that uh, that the um, the government came in and killed 82 people as soon as they walked through the door. Um, wow. it, it's it's it is a uh, horrendous situation, but I I believe that that situation will in fact work to our advantage in that we we are we shouldn't be in any great hurry to solve the conflict within OPEC and, and, and the Arabian Peninsula. So, I agree 100%. Right. I, I don't see Rex taking a bunch of plastic staples reset buttons and passing them out in the Middle East. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I think the fact that we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about somebody who understands the, um, the, the one thing that this might help. Uh, uh, hopefully it won't muddy the water. Maybe it'll help. I think what Trump is doing 
he he is building a corporation within the American government. And the cabinet secretaries, while still carrying the moniker of Secretary of State, Secretary of Energy or whatever, are basically board of directors. And what we're going to see, what it's going to be like to have America run like a country, a uh, country run like a business. Yep. You know, I, I thought it was interesting, Jim. Dan, that is one of the most profound things you've ever said. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, being very, I'm, I'm being very serious, Dan. No, no, it's beautiful. Uh, it's absolutely uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Let me, let me no, finish Dan, this. Dan, Dan, this was remarkable. I swear, that was really remarkable. Well, you feel free to use it. <laughs> I'm going to use it. And I'm sure you guys will use it. Yeah. yeah. The other point that I want to make is that not only is he building a corporation within America, the problem that the left is having is that they don't understand how corporations work. And so what Mr. Trump is truly going to be the chief executive, because we use that term, many times speaking about the president, the chief executive. He's going to be the chairman of the board of this corporation. And these men and women who are put in positions are going to run. And let me give you an example of that I'm sure shocked a lot of people to show you why it's going to be run like a business. Donald Trump, when he heard that the Air Force One project was going to be $4 billion dollars, as a businessman, he said, it seems like it's incredibly expensive. Let's cancel it. And what he was saying, in not so much because he, he probably, even if he wins two terms, the delivery date is not going to be such that only his last year of his, of his second term might he have a chance to write on the new Air Force One. But what he's saying to the public, which... I'm sure some people are having a problem. How is it this billionaire is saying that $4 billion is too much money to pay for an aircraft? <laughs> it's, because, it's because he's a businessman, and he says that's not a good strategic allocation of resources, yes. financial no. or human. And Absolutely. so I, it, it's another example of how he's making decisions based on business. You know, Hillary complained that Trump was – a businessman and we don't need a businessman in the white house well you know what yes we do we need people who can make a decision based on a cost benefit analysis of whether or not it makes sense to do something and if it doesn't make sense to do it for example if it doesn't make sense to have a department of education and that we should turn the education back to the children and the local school boards then let's close the sucker down and get rid of everybody. Uh, yes, I firmly agree with that. Well, you it's won't a, get an argument in this uh, house. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is is that the decisions are based on what he's talking about is something that the Democrats don't understand, allocation of resources. What is the best use of money? There's this big controversy. He wants to spend a, a trillion dollars on infrastructure. When you think about it, as Don just pointed out a few minutes ago, how many small businesses are created for every mile of highway that's that's put down? 
all those businesses that are going to be involved in building this uh, the infrastructure. And this is the thing that, again, the Democrats don't seem to be able to figure out. When you spend the money to hire contractors to build highways and bridges and tunnels, they employ people. And you know what? Those employees pay taxes. Yes. And if we put more people to work, this is the this is the great dichotomy of business, Jim, about what people don't understand. If you've got 95.5 million people unemployed in this country, imagine what would happen to the tax revenue, Jim, if you could put 25, 30, 40, or 50% of those people to work and take them off the public dole but have them a job where they can actually make a, li- make a livable wage and pay taxes. Changes the dynamics. And yet the, the, the Democrats can't seem to understand that putting people to work generates revenue. Well, the one because thing... Democrats are politicians, that's why. Well, and The Democrats are politicians. That's, that's the thing. And, and the thing that I've been wondering, and we've been talking about this for several years, is when, when Bush was in office, he didn't realize you got to put people back to work. Obama got in office, and he's like, let's give everybody health care. Well, if you put people back to work, they'd buy their own health care. And now it's taken a non-politician, as IQ was, was basically saying there, to come in and fix this problem and go, well, you know, if we put people back to work, they'll pay taxes. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Right. It's fundamental. And you know what? <laughs> most, people, most people wouldn't mind paying taxes because they got a job. Don, what what, well, what, what do you... They'd still complain, but what the hell? <laughs> Donald, why do you have to be negative every bloody time? What? It's his personality. He's just an old curmudgeon. I love it. Don Mazzella, Dan Perkins, IQ Alvarezoli with us today here on our big program. And uh, uh, IQ, um, listening to all this, uh, do you have any any type of uh, of thoughts on on where where these gentlemen are going with uh, some of their arguments and some of their some of their ideas here? I swear they have more ideas on this program than the whole of the Obama administration in eight years. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There is no question about it. It's positive thinking. Put a general. Uh, uh, a businessman to run the country, and he said it's a corporation now. America becomes a corporation. It's a beautiful idea. Chief executive officer or directors of the... Fantastic. And he really is putting people who are in business, who are themselves billionaires, they don't need 100 billion more dollars. They can make it for America. I believe it can be done. I, I also think, Jim, following IQ... The restriction that he's going to put on people from senior positions of not being able to go into lobbyists for a number of years, I think it's a terrific idea. I think it's a, it's, it's, you can't self deal. And, and I, 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 I applaud him. But, you know, it didn't take a rocket science to figure that out because you know what, Jim? What's up? Many corporations have non-compete clauses for somebody who leaves. Yes. Not an, not an, that's what, what he's basically saying. You're signing a five year non compete. You can't go out and come back and knock on the door again. Yeah, and, you know, I, 
I, I was uh, I was on a San Francisco station uh, yet yesterday, and uh, the uh, the announcer asked me. He said, "Why do you think a man who had four hundred million dollars would go and work for two hundred thousand uh, dollars in government?" Re- referring to the head of Exxon Mobil, and I said a simple thing. Well, you know that some people actually respond to the call to the country and and. Uh, Want to, want to do something for the country. He said, well, he's going to give up all that money. I said, what's the difference between 200 million and 100 million? You can't spend it all, uh, no matter what you do. Um, I think, uh, Trump has, has brought together, if you look at it, look at all these able, uh, men and women, and, and he certainly has broken the mold in terms of cabinet appointments. It's an amazing, amazing job that that he's done and I, I i think we should look at it i will also warn you though i keep saying dan be careful what you wish for you may get it but mr mazola you also said hillary won't run she won't be the nominee of the democratic party <laughs> i was wrong so your track record is <laughs> one out of two so or actually it's but she, you're one but she for one. You, we still don't know the outcome of the of the, the Trump situation. The other thing that you didn't you forgot to mention is that Mr. Trump says he's taking a one dollar year salary as president. By the way, will Donald Trump ask all these billionaires not to take any any money? It would be a great thing, honestly. If all of them forsake their salary and they put all their salary in a fund for charity, all of them. What do you think? Well, I, I think it'd be a terrific idea, um, um, but it, it, it just—it just the idea, you know. That I've seen articles for how much money is Trump going to make out of being president. He announced yesterday that they're talking about his his two sons, his two oldest sons, and perhaps Ivanka running the company. We don't know yet for sure. Um. But he's basically told them that during his term as president, there will be no deals, period, none, no deals, because he doesn't want to create any possible conflict of interest. So, um, again, he's, he's, he's trying to do it uh, honestly and fairly and with transparency, and I think that's a real problem, real problem for the Democrats. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Now, I want to see if I still got this, because it's very important. Um, I, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm not changing the subject. I'm just changing the input. Um, yes. If that's all right with you. Go ahead. I want to read you from um, yesterday's Drudge Report. The exact sequence is the way they appeared on page column one, page one of Drudge. These are the headlines. Podesta questions elections legitimacy. Two, White House moves to undermine victory. Three, media try to delegitimize. Four, CNN host Trump is a national emergency. Five. Confusion. Ernest, meaning Josh Ernest, said that China did the hacking, not Russia. 
And last, CIA pushes conspiracy theory. So here are uh, six headlines that all that that the that the mainstream media is using to try and degrade the victory that Mr. Trump won. And they're trying to say that Trump is illegitimate because Hillary actually won the popular vote. And in reality, I did a piece which is on constitution.com talking about the butt whipping that the Democrats got. And it's constitution.com, Dan Perkins, and you can find it. But in essence, what I said was, do you realize that if we had an election of president based on popular vote, 11 states would control the outcome, which means that 39 states would have no say. 11 states would decide the 270 votes going to a particular person, or 11 states, excuse me, 11 states would win the popularity vote, and that person would be president by winning 11 states. Number two, they're now saying that Mrs. Clinton um, beat Mr. Trump in the popular vote by approximately two to two and a half million votes. If you take the margin of victory in California and in New York that are so democratic they bleed blue blood, you would find that Mrs. Clinton had a, a margin over Mr. Trump nearing six million votes. And if she had 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 20 million, she still would only get the votes from California and New York. But if you look at it from a popular vote standpoint, if she was up 6 million in New York and California and she only won the popular vote by $2.5 million, without the huge over-ballot over in California and New York, she would have not lost, she would not have won the popular vote. So I, I listen, there are, depending on how you count it, Jim, between 3,100 and, and 3,300 counties, jurisdictions, or whatever they're called in the United States. Yes. Two different uh, reporting services. One said that Trump won 2,600, and another one said Trump won over 3,000. So the defeat across the fruited plain, it's all red <laughs> and only blue, blue in a few counties, and those were major population centers. It's just a situation where I believe that they cannot admit that they had... I mean, here's, here's the headline yesterday. Are you ready for this, Jim? Yes. Hillary Clinton got more votes than any other person running for president. Don and IQ, what, what, what do you guys uh, make of that quote? <laughs> well, I was going to add, um, uh, in today's New York Post, uh, Mayor de Blasio of, of New York has uh, um, is offering psychiatric services to uh, city workers who are still stunned by her defeat. So uh, I, I merely throw that in as an interesting uh, point. But remember also that the, the United States is a republic for all the reasons Dan just cited.
that's why the, 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 you know, it's amazing. These men, all white men, uh, uh, over two and a half centuries ago, well, over two centuries ago, put, put together a, a form of government that survives even Hillary Clinton. You know, think about it. Think about it. Um, no, I mean, uh, uh, I always say it, that there's this wonderful book, The Miracle of Philadelphia, about the Constitutional Convention. And if you read it, and I reread it at least once a year, you're always amazed at how these men foresaw things that are happening today two centuries ago. And you just sit here and say, how did they do it? They did it because they understood human nature far far better than Republicans or Democrats, and that. Um, so um, I'm sorry, Hillary lost uh, in the sense of uh, all this angst in this. No, world. you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. But all this angst in this world, truth, uh, truth. on these college campuses, on um, uh, uh, you know this morning, etc. Uh, it's truly amazing, but you know. Now, get now over we it. have time. now we have Michael Moore who wants oh, to go to the oh. inauguration, protest the inauguration. Hmm. Well, let, let them. If the media would not give them all the attention, those those protests would go away. I mean, um, the, the, those protests will get more coverage than the parade itself. That's the sad part. The, media, the mainstream media will cover it that way. I, I understand that. I, I, I find it amazing, Jim, that NIQ, that that um, <clears throat> with all the consternation that we have and all the rhetoric that we have about Hillary and, and Obama and everything else, <clears throat> it's still the best damn place in the world to live. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> new headline from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, deals with P Putin... Russian premier fueled the the rise of our new Secretary of State. That's the headline uh, in today's uh, uh, deals with Putin help rise fuel help fuel rise of Rex Tillerson at Exxon. So, in other words, Putin's re responsible for a Secretary of State. That's yeah. what the media is saying. Right. Hey, IQ. Yes, sir. What do you think about the, all this crap about uh, the Russians did this and the Russians did they, that as far Russians as acting? They didn't do squat. I always supported Putin. I always supported Putin because he is not a communist. Putin is a born-again Russian Orthodox Christian, 100% guaranteed. He is a nationalist. He loves his country. He is dictatorial. He is a czar. I don't give a damn. You show me in 198 bastard nations, so-called in the United Nations, how many of them are democracies? Bullcrap. You are a republic. You are absolutely right. America is a republic. It's not a democracy. It's a right. republic. But people don't understand. What, you know what, what you and Don said a few minutes ago? 99% of humanity doesn't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, <laughs> Americans don't understand what you're talking about. Yes. You are a republic. That's exactly why you have the system that you have. And as you said, if you were not with the voting that's the system you have, 11 states would be ruling the remainder of all of the other states at all times. Right. Yes. And that's not democracy even. 
Hey, can I interrupt? Uh, yes, another sir. big Go, headline from there. the New York Times. Uh, you know my favorite paper. Um, EPA fracking can paint drinking water. EPA says uh, as its last hurrah. <laughs> that's, that's why they leave me. <laughs> man, that's what it says. That's right on the front page of the New York Times. But the New York Times has always been a rag. I don't know why people read it. I really own the. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, people who read the New York Times have got exactly the same mentality, stupidity. They, they can't be intelligent. It's impossible. Since Nazi well, Germany, since 1933, the New York Times was wrong at all times. Since 1933. Yeah. Don, you, you may have heard this today or not. I don't know whether you did or not, but the New York Times announced today they will have 21 credentialed reporters for the White House, starting under the Trump administration. 21 reporters following Trump. Good luck. Wait, wait, wait. They made a mistake somewhere. Trump doesn't give a damn about these reporters. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, you so know, really, that's a good question, IQ, that I need to ask Don. It's a Don, waste of time. He doesn't give a damn about them. He will not even point a finger to talk to them. So they're yes. irrelevant. Right, and he uses his his Twitter is is the New New York Times. But let me ask let me ask uh, Don <laughs> let me ask Don a quick question here. Okay, um, the relevancy of the New York Times and the Washington Post is as a result of what they did during the presidential election is under question. <clears throat> the question that I I wonder is if they continue this absurdity, this absurd attack on Trump and they continue to mount this attack as soon as he uh, uh, continues and when he takes president we got 21 democratic senators up for election in 2 years do the do the democrats get their ass handed to them again well the two separate questions um the, the um there's, there's no question that the times is going to come after uh, uh Trump with everything that they um uh, uh, can muster twenty-one reporters is is an overwhelming number f for just the White House. That's amazing. Yep, uh, twenty-one reporters for the White House. Mm, that, that's I, I I wonder what their current bureau was. I, it, I'm sure it was no more than eight or nine. Just uh, interesting. Uh, uh, Trump hasn't said anything about transparency, but I remember when I started out as a cub reporter, I was covering a town of uh, of Orange. And they, they had in it a mayor, Nicholas H. Franco. I'll never forget him. And I used to bang him in the paper every day uh, for one thing or another. And all he'd ever say to me is, just spell my name right. You know? And uh, uh, I don't think it's going to hurt um, Trump. I think it's going to help. Now, your real question is, will will this hurt the, uh, the 21 Democratic uh, senators, I heard today that five of them will not go up for um, uh, uh, re-election re-election this year. Wow! Uh, next year, um, I've heard that. And and uh, what's really uh, bugging the Democratic Party is that in their states, those particular states, they don't have a good bench to fall back on. Don't forget, Birch Bay lost in Indiana. The, oh, big Democratic names lost. 
They, they expect that they're going to gain in the next election. But as long as you have Nancy Pelosi uh, in charge in the House, um, no, I don't think it's going to change there. And I think that the Republicans will gain. Um, if you want a number now, net five. Uh, net five. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I, I think he's underestimating, Jim. I, I think I, I think he's underestimated. So let me ask you one more quick question because we only got a few minutes left. Yes. What do you think about the idea that's been floated recently about the White House reporters, Don? Those outlets like NBC News, CBS, ABC News, CNN, who were out like just straight out lying about Trump losing their White House credentials, and the New York Post and the, the Washington Post and the New York Times. What do you think? What I think uh, what, uh, about them? No, I mean, what I'm saying about there's been some people talking about that those those news outlets who were who were proven to have lied about Trump during the campaign mm-hmm. and and as a result their punishment is they no longer have White House credentials. You can't do it. Why can't not? Can't be done. Sure, it can be Give done. Anything a- can be done. No, because every time that's happened in the past, it's backfired. Um, and the answer is, you remember the old saying, uh, keep your, your friends close and your enemies closer? Sure, better sure. you have, yes. better you have them in the... What? Abraham Lincoln said that. Well, again, but again, all I'm trying to say, uh, and he had, remember, his cabinet was made up of enemies as well that eventually turned to friends. No question. So the answer is... uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.